Hello and welcome to HipCast, the podcast here to improve hip fracture care. Hello, my name is Dr. Jack Bell. I'm an advanced clinical dietitian and researcher from the Prince Charles Hospital in Australia. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Yagara and Turrbal people as the traditional custodians of the land on which I live and work. I would also like to extend this acknowledgement to traditional custodians past, present and emerging across Australia, New Zealand, Iceland, or wherever you may be tuning in from. I have the pleasure of introducing you to Olaf Guoni Giestotti, who is a clinical nutritionist and academic in Hashkoli Islands or the University of Iceland. Olaf and I have spent a few years working together on a few projects. One of these is the open access book, Interdisciplinary Nutritional Management and Care for Older Adults, an evidence-based practical guide for nurses. Since finishing the book around six months ago, it has been downloaded around 60,000 times. More importantly, it is already helping to improve nutrition care processes for older adults across acute rehabilitation and secondary prevention settings globally. So Olaf, I have a few questions for you. The first one is, why is this an important issue? Thank you, dear. Studies shows that malnutrition in older people is increasing in prevalence as the population ages. In the community, older people, up to one in five older adults are malnourished or in risk of malnourishment. In clinical setting, at least one in three older inpatients are malnourished or in risk of malnourishment, and it's higher risk in fracture patients. In ages care, at least one in two residents are malnourished or risk of malnourishment. We worry about the malnutrition because poor nutrition status leads to functional decline, lower quality of life, increased complication, length of stay, and planet readmissions, institutionalization, and and increased cost. Malnutrition can more than double the risk of dying for older adults. The interesting part is that the majority of older adults with or at risk of malnutrition do not receive timely, appropriate nutrition care because we don't, uh, too many older adults are at risk for at, uh, malnutrition. We do not have enough nutritional specialists to uh, take care of those people. And the fact is that most patients who are malnourished or at risk of malnutrition do not actually need nutritional specialists. Thanks, Olaf. Do you think you could provide a practical real world case example of what this might look like? For example, a case of 81-year-old female came in with a broken hip. We can call her Min. Min enjoyed living at home, grew her own vegetables despite of multiple medical comorbidities, like most 81-year-olds, old adults. Um, Min had successful fixed hip. However, she had unsuccessful 
patient, patient and healthcare outcome after the surgery, like nutrition, poor nutrition intake because of prolonging and repeated nail bind mouth and mealtime interruptions, and a food choice is not aligned with, the, with her prefer, preference. Mealtime assistance were not provided when she needed it. She had a hospital acquired malnutrition leading to prolonged delirium, pressure injuries, won't break down, and a harmful fall while in hospital. This in turn extended her length of stay with high treatment cost, reduced her physical and functional capacity and quality of life, prevented her ab ability to meet rehabilitation goals to return home, lead to residential care placement and earlier than expected mortality. From fracture to death, Ming has not provided with any supportive nutritional care no diagnosis of malnutrition, no engagement in nutritional plan, care planning, and not offered of any supportive nutritional intervention or follow-up, which leaves us with the question, could we prevent this, or what have we done to prevent this outcome? Thanks, Olof. So I know the Fragility Fraction Network has a call to action to improve care across acute, rehabilitation and secondary prevention settings and also to strengthen alliances. Can you comment on how we have gone about addressing the call to action? In my opinion, nutrition is a cornerstone for good care across healthcare settings. So when we highlight malnutrition as a very important wicked problem that has no single solution, we are building a reason to change. We have worked globally with many others to build a local and global reason to change. To show that nutrition is a very important problem that is often underdiagnosed, undervalued and undertreated. Engage key individual and groups in the change process locally and globally. We have applied a process simple to help and beat the change into real world settings. With simple model, we accounted for climate or different situation, which means that works that works in Iceland might not work as well in Australia or vice versa, or particular patient particular place. Thanks, Olaf. So you mentioned simple. Can you give a short explanation of the simple approach, which in reality is probably quite a complex healthcare intervention? The simple nutritional care approach means that we are approach all the patients and categorize them in not at risk for malnutrition, low risk for malnutrition or high risk for malnutrition. We can assume that most hip fracture patients are at low risk for malnutrition or high risk for malnutrition. When patients are in low risk of malnutrition, we use the approach, which is an acronym for S for screen for malnutrition risk, I for interdisciplinary assessment, M for make the diagnosis, L in the implement intervention, E for evaluate ongoing care 
requirements. It's simple as that. What might simple care have looked like for somebody like Min, our patient? For Min, simple approach means that we would screen for, for risk of malnutrition at admission and on the ward. We, could, we would have interdisciplinary assessment by the treating doctor, dietitian, or other healthcare worker on admission. Uh, we would make the diagnosis and make everyone aware that special, that, and especially men, aware that uh, inadequate protein energy intake and that she is a malnourished. Um, if everyone is aware of the situation, we can plan with main family and other team members applying shared decision-making and goal-setting for her nutrition, nutritional care and implement intervention both in and out of the hospital. For example, systems are in place to avoid unnecessary dietary restriction and starvation nailed by mouth. Managing nutrition impact symptoms like pain, nausea, and constipation, providing easy access to high quality fortified food and fluid, fluids in line with men's preference. Scripting nutritional supplements as a medicine for one of the most harmful comorbidities in hip fracture. Encouragement, information, and assistance is pro is provided by multidisciplinary healthcare workers. And never forget to evaluate ongoing care requirements, including, uh, primary, including uh, handing over men's nutrition goals and choose treatment plan to her primary healthcare provider. Okay, Olaf, I think I've now got a lot more questions than answers. Lucky for me, though, we have both written a book to answer practical real-world questions. Tell me a bit about it. The book will answer questions like, uh, what are men's nutrition requirements, needs, and preference? Is men malnourished or frail, or is something else going on? How would we have a, how could we have prevented men from being malnourished? Could better nutrition have been pre prevented men's delirium, pressure injury, or fall? How do I best engage men in her nutrition care? How do I engage other team members in nutrition care? And this book answers this question and many more like that. Thank you. And I'll put in a shameless plug here and say that this is one of the first books in the world to really focus on how to support nurses as leaders and champions of multimodal interdisciplinary nutrition care for older adults. But it also targets healthcare workers from all disciplines, uh, includes practical case studies and real world examples. And we've managed to recruit some authors who are well respected and representative of many different disciplines globally. So, Olaf, back to you. Um, what has been your favourite part of the journey so far? Uh, 
seeing things change slowly, but definitely changing from nutrition is important, but not as important as other things that I have to do. And nutrition is a dietitian problem. Two, nutrition is everybody's business. If you are looking for patient best interest, we have to work together. I really enjoyed seeing lots of different people in different professions all over the globe doing many different things that together are helping older people like me to receive and enjoy food as a medicine for malnutrition, the most costly and harmfully comorbidity in hip fracture. Now, have you got any take-home key messages for us? Well, there are several. We have to keep in mind that malnutrition is one of the most harmful comorbidity in hip fracture. And there is no one thing to prevent, prevent it or fix it. What work, works for one person in one place might not work in a different person somewhere else. Nutrition care should never be the responsibility of one person in one place. And nurses are often the best place to coordinate and provide supported nutrition care across the continuum. Many different nutrition care actions can be done by lots of different people. As healthcare workers, we all have a role and responsibility in supporting good nutrition care. Keep it simple, where you can to save the specialists for wherever they are needed. And maybe download the free book so you can find the answer to all your questions. Thank you, Olaf. And thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure catching up with you again. If you're looking for the book, just hop onto whichever browser you use on the internet and type in Olof, that's O-L-O-F, Nutrition Management, into your browser and that should pick up the book. Thank, Thank you, you all. Jack.